Hello and welcome to another edition of the Sports Yak. I'm Wayne and along with uh, me here is... The Major jo- Yak. <laughs> the Major Yak and along with me is our uh, czar of operations at Modern Times Magazine, John Gazan. It's also done, yeah. <laughs> and we will <laughs> we will be talking uh, Arizona Cardinals port- post-mortem as their season is officially over and we're also getting into the playoffs and seeing where some of our predictions, only the good ones. Only the get- good ones. From the beginning of the season landed. Right. So, uh, I mean, we, we do live in a Donald Trump world now. We do, so. So, why acknowledge our failures? Any prediction I had that was wrong is officially fake news. <laughs> Bright part. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I think we should start off with the Cardinals. So, they end the season on a positive note with two straight wins. Uh, lackluster record at 7-8-1, and one, but it was definitely, a. I think we can all agree, a better record than it looked like they were going to end with about midway through the season. When yeah. I think we were gonna it didn't another- implode. It looked like we were going to get another patented Arizona Cardinals 5-11. and 11. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, it's not that bad right now. I mean, if the Cardinals, you know, go back there again, you know that they're going to fire a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like the, you know, Dave McGinnis days where... It didn't have that feeling. They showed progress. It didn't have that feeling of mediocrity. It had that feeling of disappointment where you knew this team was better, better than what than they that. were doing, and it was just kind of ramming your head into a wall trying to figure out how to fix it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think it's fundamentally different than when they were just bad teams. I think they're, oh, yeah. They're, I think they're good. I mean, if you, the, the stats play that out, Carson Palmer, for all of his uh, for in, inadequacies this year, had a pretty decent year. Threw for 4,000 yards again, 26 touchdowns, um, 14 interceptions. And I think that's, that's about the – outside of his season last year, that's the best you can ask for from Carson Palmer if you look at his career trajectory. He's going to throw 10-plus interceptions. If you can keep him under 20, I think you're good. And if you're going to get close to 30 touchdowns to go along with that, I think that's the best you're going to get. His completion percentage was still 61%. He misses some receivers at some inopportune moments, but that's him. And I think that's okay with this team, especially with David Johnson to build off of. Oh, yeah. You know, Palmer didn't have a horrible year. No, he Um, just had some bad games. Yeah, and... Seven, eight, and one isn't isn't all him, and you know, like you were talking about his rating, and the uh, 2014, 2015 seasons were right up there with his highest QB rating ever. Yeah, um, he had that that one year in uh, uh, 2005, right with the Bengals. I think he had a 101, and then other than that, he he. he What's that? <laughs> so do you think? <laughs> I think I think it was an aberration. I okay. Mean, you know, I mean. Yeah, but, no, he's a, he's a, about an eighty to ninety quarterback rating guy, I'd say. Yeah, and you know, I you look at also at uh, the difference between twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen, and a lot of people talked about how the vertical passing game got shut down early. Yeah, and I think that was and a, you know playing the Patriots game one, letting uh, Bill Belichick scheme for you all off season. That hurts. It hurts because it gave everyone else a blueprint on how to beat the Cardinals, especially early. And I think Bruce Arians had a little arrogance at the beginning of the season where he was like, you know. Belichick beat me, but they won't. Yeah, as opposed to dinking and dunking and taking what they're going to give him until that back end of the field opens back up. He tried to just force it, and it wasn't working. I think about midway through the season when you saw them start going to that dink and dunk pass, that's when you started seeing a little more success. And then look at these last couple games. Once you dink and dunk for enough games, the defense can't um, take away that back end anymore, and then they started getting those chunk plays again that they were missing. Oh, yeah. Mostly and, to J.J. Nelson. Yeah, and, and, and the one stat is the uh, uh, average per catch um, yeah. or per completion, uh, 8.70 in 2015 and 7.09. Yeah, but if you look at that, yeah, that's not too far off from the 2014 average. So, you know, I think once... I don't think it's going to get back up to that 8.7 because teams are going to be playing on the back end a little more. They're going to be dropping two safeties back. But you dink and dunk, you run with David Johnson, you're going to bring those safeties up a couple times and you just take your shots when you get them. Yeah, you know, I think having another year of Johnson, then teams might, you know, you might get somebody else who's game planning for game one of 2017 and they're going to game plan for David Johnson. And like you said, then all of a sudden the back end... Shortens up a little bit. Yeah, and you also have to think about their wide receiver room, which was supposed to be a huge strength this year, ended up kind of... John Brown. John Brown had his uh, sickle cell health issues, which, you know, we don't know if those are going to get resolved or not. Um, J.J. Nelson struggled early on. He had a broken hand. It came out and had a cast on for several games. But 
that second half of the season, he was on fire. And, and who knows what Michael Floyd was doing in the clubhouse. Yeah. I Bid, mean, he might have been part of that, that unknown problem. Bidwell's, yeah, Bidwell's press conference post-release kind of gave you the idea that they had had problems with him for a while, both in preparation and off-the-field issues, and that he just was not willing to uh, correct them. I mean, obviously the team's going to be biased once they actually release him and how they portray the situation. Right. But, I mean, he obviously was having an awful year compared to what he'd done in the past. And then Larry Fitzgerald, you know, he's just he's, he's still good. You know, 100-plus catches again, over 1,000 yards, but he's averaging under 10 yards a catch. That's the guy he is now. Yeah. Because he's the guy to take to go underneath and take what the defense is going to give you in order to open up those deeper passes down the field. And you need a guy like that. You don't know if he's going to be back, and you're not going to get anyone to replace him at that level, but I right. think you could find someone who can do something similar. Or you could also kind of slot the tight ends into that role because traditionally Bruce Arians' offense uses the tight ends a lot more than I think uh-huh. he has in Arizona, and that's, I think, a lot because Larry Fitzgerald is occupying that tight end role. So, right. And you have Jermaine Gresham, who in the past has been a very accomplished receiving tight end, so I don't think they're going to hurt on those underneath passes. And then with J.J. Nelson, if he can keep going, then you're going to have that deep threat. And then if J- if John Brown can become a semblance of what he was last year, that's just icing on the cake. Yeah, they definitely need a couple burners. And, you know, it's just the way that it is in the NFL. Yeah, but and they've got Britton Golden, who's always been, they stuck around with them for a long time because he's a great special teamer, and he's a pretty quick guy. And, he's you know, he makes catches every once in a while. And the one guy that we're not talking about because he's been injured for about half the season is Jerron Brown. And I kind of had a theory early in the season that they were never going to re-sign Michael Floyd mm-hmm. because Jerron, I, I think Jerron Brown can do a lot of the same things that Michael Floyd was doing. He's not as physically a gifted athlete as Michael Floyd, but because but I feel like he, he works a little harder for it. He, you know, he's, he's a bigger guy. He has that big frame. Not as, once again, not as big as Michael Floyd, not as uh, fast as Michael Floyd, not quite as much catching ability as Michael Floyd, but he actually produces on the field as opposed to un, under, underwhelming. His regular season stats, obviously he's only had limited chances, but he actually was playing pretty well this year before he got hurt. So I think he's going to probably step into that number two receiver role. Mm-hmm. Not and, and Cardinals offense, you have to think, it's not a traditional one, two, three receiver because Larry Fitzgerald's your number one receiver, but he's playing slot most of often and then you want a big guy on the outside and then another speedier guy on the outside both who can go deep one run past the defense and one out jump the defense and i think Jerron brown could definitely occupy that larger receiver role yeah and you know larry fitzgerald his long uh his longest reception of the year was 32 yards yeah um, you know, but so was John Brown's. It was only 30 yards. Yeah, so they really need a rebound from him. So, yeah, I think I think that deep threat is going to come mostly in the form of J.J. Nelson and then also David Johnson, who we can't forget that they flex out to wide receiver a lot, and he's pretty quick. Okay. So. You mentioned David Johnson. Yeah. So, record books. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, no, that's that's one of the biggest positives come out of this year is that it's no fluke. Call, Carson Palmer is what he is. We've established that. But he doesn't really need to be much better with that guy in the backfield mm-hmm. who's going to go for, who can go, who can consistently, I think, go for 1,000 yards running and close to 1,000 yards, if not over 1,000 yards receiving. That's pretty right. dangerous threat there because that's one guy who can both bring the safeties up in the box and beat them, and then he can also force them to stay back when he's receiving. So, yeah, he, he's a he's definitely a... A tough guy for at this point. The only thing that can game. stop him is is an injury, right? Which like almost all, happened yesterday. Which we almost got, but luckily <laughs> it was uh, announced. Uh, I, th- I think today, early today, that uh, he's just has an MTL sprain, six weeks out. No, no uh, structural damage, as the doctors are wont to say. Yeah, you know, I mean, I couldn't. I wasn't watching the game live yesterday, but. I, I saw the alert came across that said was, that he had a knee injury. It was so such I went a Cardinals. Nuts. It was such a <laughs> Cardinals thing to happen. They they were playing for the records, which is you know sure. they didn't really have anything else to play for, and he deserves it. You know he carried this team this year, but he needed 159 receiving yards to go over a thousand on the season, which you ha- like unless he's going to break off an 80 yard catch at one point, which he's capable of. You're going to have to game plan for that, and the Cardinals have had made no qualms about saying they did game plan for it, and it was obvious early. That being said, didn't get hurt on a pass play. He was, it was a running play, and it was just a fluke. He got yeah. tack, tackled awkwardly, and it looked like his kneecap 
popped out. It's a fluke, or it's what happens when you have nearly 300-pound guys yeah. trying to tackle you. Yeah, and he, uh, he, it looked bad. It looked awful. And you could tell in his, the look on his face, he thought it was bad. Right. He was back on the sideline within about an hour in sweats. So you could tell it probably wasn't any big deal because they usually don't. He... Yeah, you don't want to stand up and let the blood flow. Yeah, that. well, also, yeah, and he, just his face, he did not look like it was anything serious. And he came out and said that once he was back in the locker room, he knew it wasn't anything too bad. Once the shock. And then you might up. as well just sit down. Yeah. You know, I mean... Then they're not going to play. You. And, oh, but, and then that also brings up another good point is that let Kerwin Williams get some uh, carries back there. And that guy, every time he gets a chance, he impresses. And yeah. Then he keeps getting sent back down to the practice squad when someone bigger or better comes along. But he always ends up back or on this quicker team. Quicker and faster. Yeah, yeah, and he always ends up back on this team, and he always he always has big games. And I, that we, well, that's a little bit of the of the worry. I mean, that you have, or that I always have when you when you have a running back that carries so much of the load. Hmm. But I mean, I guess it's true in football. You know, pretty much almost every position, including the offensive line, which doesn't get doesn't have real stats. Yeah. Like some of the other positions. But, you know, you have one of those big integral cogs go down in football. And it's hard to replace. Yeah. I mean, and David Johnson's no um, no exception to that rule. He's but, a legitimate MVP candidate. So, yeah. you know, he's a big guy to lose. Yeah. I think the way his body handled that injury, though, I mean, hopefully, loose ligaments. hopefully it tells you something because it looked bad. Yeah. I mean, you've got guys like Tony Romo who, if you frown at him, will break his collarbone. <laughs> and... Uh, his leg, like, it looked like, at one point in the slow-mo replay, it looked like David Johnson's foot was itching his ear. Like, his body just got, like, pushed in half with the with a defender in between them acting as a fulcrum. It was it was pretty gross. And he, and look, he lived to tell and, about and it. He's, and he's no worse for wear. He's probably got a swollen knee today. Like, And if it was the playoffs, he might play next week. He might, yeah. So, I think they got, that. that is one of the biggest positives to come out of the season, is that they escaped without... David Johnson getting hurt. And he did it without a top-notch offensive line. Yeah, which, yeah, is another because thing. Because of the injuries. Yeah, they had so many injuries to their offensive line, which had question marks anyway. Sure. I think, I think they're solid. They're pretty solid at the tackle spots, but they're definitely going to be... If healthy. Yeah, if healthy. They're good. Yeah, Veldir. Once they get Veldir back, he's played bad. They're solid with Ayupati, but they need another guard to complement him. I think the guys they have brought in have played admirably, but... I don't think you can go 16 games and expect to go deep in the playoffs with a guy you're signing off of someone else's practice squad. Right, right. Um, that being said, they've got the 13th overall pick. That's definitely a spot where you can grab a guard. Tackles go early. Guards, as the Cardinals found out, maybe you shouldn't draft a guard in the top five. Yeah. Unless you want to end up trading him later on for sacks. Right. But, um, yeah. I mean, they didn't get a bad return out of that. I no, mean, I, you know they're gonna have to pay Jones. That was more the second round pick, though, that right, fetched yeah, Jones yeah. as opposed to. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you the bust. Know. I mean, I know that the Patriots are, you know, have like some sort of crazy clairvoyance well, no, that, on second round picks. It's not. It's yeah, and it's they. They just they'd rather get rid of guys a little too soon and get something back on them rather than a little too late. Now that being said, um. Chandler Jones is only 26. He's not old. He's not old. Like a lot of the guys they do that he's with. He's due to get paid. He's due to get paid. That's the thing. And they didn't, and they have other guys they got to pay. So that's the decision they made. And they obviously it didn't hurt them. Obviously they are still getting by just fine. But I think it. That being said, I think it worked out just as well for the Cardinals because 11 sacks is 11 sacks. Yeah, let's go to defense. Yeah, that's another. That's one. Tony of the, Jefferson leads the team in tackles. I think, and but I mean. Dion Buchanan, can you complain with the ninety-one to ninety-six? Yeah, I mean, and those two play, guys and didn't play the whole year, right? But I think, but I think they need to keep Tony Jefferson. He's going to get more money than you would have thought to begin as an un, he was an undrafted free agent. But he had a, he turned in a hell of a year, and he he earned his money. He has come out and said he may be willing on one of the local radio stations that he may be willing to take a home down discount for the Cardinals because he's originally from San Diego. It's not too far. He likes being close to home. He likes the organization. That being said, they're still going to have to pay him something. Oh yeah. And I mean, he's had three solid years. He has as a he. They picked him up as an undrafted free agent, and he's he's delivered. So I think he was. I remember hearing a story. I think he was one of the t- players that was like projected to go in the mid rounds, and then he just never ended up getting drafted. So well, do you get worried a little bit when you have you know a safety? 
leading your team in tackles, or is that just the nature of the offense? I think that's. I mean, the defense. I think that's more the nature of of how they play. They bring their safeties up in the box a lot. Yeah. Um, I think he was occupying a bit of that. I once uh, you know, he does a little bit of the same thing Dale Buchanan does. Like Dale Buchanan, he's not a safety anymore. He's a middle linebacker. Right. So and he's your second leading tackler. And and, and probably would be your leading tackler if he, if he had, didn't get hurt. True. So. And then the next guy's Kevin Mentor, another linebacker. I think if you're all safeties up there, then yeah, maybe that's an issue. Um, another name high on the tackle list is DJ Swearinger. I think he's a good guy to keep. If you can't keep Tony Jefferson around, he's not quite as good, but he's a, definitely a piece that you can plug in. But that's assuming Honey Badger comes back healthy because DJ Swearinger has been filling in for him already, so you can only fill in so many spots. And then they were playing a... Uh, a rookie cornerback at safety because they're out of safeties Yeah. in the last game. And he actually made an interception. I don't remember his name at the moment, but he, uh, I think it was, was it Harlan Miller? Is that, I believe it was yeah. Harlan Miller, I believe. And he's a cornerback by trade, but they had to throw him in there and he made an interception. So, I mean, he made an interception because Goff threw the ball like, two miles up in the air to <laughs> across the field. Yeah, Jared Goff looked a little overmatched. Jared Goff consistently looks overmatched. <laughs> um, but, so there's He's those not guys. up in Berkeley anymore, no, that's for sure. That's, no. I mean, Marcus Golden. So, that, yeah, bringing it all back. Marcus Golden. So we talked about Chandler Jones' 11 sacks. Marcus Golden. Um, 12 and a half. 12 and a half sacks. And now people will say, well, yeah, you don't have to keep – um, Chandler Jones around because Marcus Golden had even more sacks than him. But I don't think Marcus Golden gets those gets sacks right. he doesn't get without Chandler half. Jones on the other side. Right. Marcus uh, Golden, as a rookie in uh, 2015, decent year, you know, in part-time play, picked up four sacks, showed some promise. But he's not getting to 12 and a half without Chandler, without because the defensive have to focus on Chandler sure. Jones, and he's picking up the scraps. And you couldn't ignore Calais Campbell either, no, that mountain and, of a man. No, and he that's another free agent. That, yeah. that I don't think they're going to be able to keep. Yeah, everybody's saying he's gone. I think it's just because, once again, I think he's definitely a guy who would take this quote-unquote hometown discount again. You can give him a few, but they're not going to. he's not going to take a discount versus what other teams are going to give him. I think he's going to get paid. It's his last contract. He's in his early 30s. Defensive linemen don't traditionally play much longer than that. So I think there's a team out there that's probably going to give him three or four years, 10 to 15 mil a, a year. year with a good set with a good chunk of that guaranteed and the Cardinals they've got 20 I think 25 free agents this year they don't they just they don't, they have, don't the have the money, money. they don't have the yeah. money to do that and it's not a it's not a uh, it's not a knock on Clayus Campbell no. he had a he, one of his best years of his career and he's had yeah. a solid career for them and he's been a leader for them but they do have a lot of talent up the middle right now they've got you know they've got a lot of guys they can plug in in the middle not at his level but they've got they've got players there, and then they've also got. Um, I mean Bethel, I, you know, you know people can complain about Justin Bethel, but I mean he, he, you need guys like him on your team. Guys not taking up a lot of money, but you can plug in a lot of spots. I think when you, when I, you need I think they need to stop trying as a, stop trying to make fetch happen, as it were, with yeah. Justin Bethel. Uh, he's not a starting cornerback. No. He's not an outside starting quarterback. You throw him in as a replacement every once in a while. I think you need to let him focus on, on special some teams. Packages and too. special teams. Yeah. Their special team we haven't talked about that. Their special teams got awful this year. They lost games solely because of their special, special teams. teams. Sure. You could say that their special teams cost them the playoffs because you figure yeah. at at nine at what what would it be? At if they had nine wins they'd be nine, six and one. Uh-huh. That would have I believe got them into the playoffs. That's two games. They, yeah. uh, they special teams. There are at least two games that their special teams won. Some of it was kicking and punting, but a lot of it was coverage. They just let up big plays, and he was their best gunner for a long time, and that kind of disappeared this year. So I think they need to keep him around for sure, but stop trying to make him your number two cornerback. That being said, they need to find a number two cornerback. Marcus Cooper, who they traded for from the Chiefs, started out really well, but was getting torched consistently towards the end of the season. Yeah, it's not easy. I mean, you know, you talk about, you know, well, no, you're gonna get... numbers. Yeah. He has 51 tackles. But um, you know, obviously no sacks. Um he one had one interception. Yeah. Six passes defense, and that's not cuz he lost anything. That's cuz they're not throwing at him. They just he's one of those he's 
yeah, or three, three interceptions. interceptions. But still, they're not, you know he he's capable of getting a lot more than that. They just don't throw it. Right. He's he's at that Revis Island level now, where yeah, and especially when you have somebody on the other side, like who, I mean, you know, Marcus Cooper had four interceptions, yeah. but they were throwing over there. They were throwing over there a lot, and he was as like I said, he started out the year really well. He I remember his first game and being like, oh, this guy can play, all right. But then yeah, the more he's getting thrown, he's just getting tired. Yeah. And then they have um, Brandon Williams, who they brought in, but that guy's still just very raw, and in the moments they tried to make it work with him, he, his rawness just showed he gets torched consistently by good route runners. They can really fake him out. So so do the Cardinals waste a, or I see I'm already setting up that question, do they use a draft pick on a I, kicker or anybody on special teams, like a punter? Um, I wouldn't use it on a I, – I don't know. This new punter they brought in, at least the very brief time we saw him, actually, I believe he seemed to do fairly well. So um, I think it was Matt Weil. He had, you know, forty, almost a 44-yard average, which is better than Butler and Quigley had. Um, could could you do better? For sure you could. I don't – not I'm not ashamed to say I did not uh, up on the punting talent coming out of college. I know that there are some good kickers coming out, including uh, ASU's own Zane Gonzalez. So, yeah, if you I think if you think Zane Gonzalez is the real deal, then sure, take a chance. Chandler Catanzaro, though, you got to remember he started off his rookie season right. setting records for the most consecutive kicks made. Right. So he's got talent. I think. I think some of it did have to do with the inconsistencies at snapper and holder. Right. Because that's basically all the variables when you're talking about kicking outside of wind conditions. And you don't think the Cardinals are going to be forgetting this offseason about, hey, we need to find a serious long snapper even if we steal him from somebody else. Sure. Sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, they have... I mean their solution there was still... I mean, do you think it's been solved with current personnel? Um. I mean, I know Chandler Catanzaro seemed to play fairly well in the past couple of games in terms of his kicks, so there's that. But whether that's a function of him just getting right or if it's a function of their long snapper, I, I don't know. I, you know, I they were doing the jumping over and, um, you know, yeah. I mean, it was Cameron Canada that got all the... All, well, he was the rookie they brought in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Looked, I he, mean, the game seemed a little too big for him, and he seemed like he was a little... I mean, it was a serious miscalculation. I mean, it, yeah. it, it made them stub their toe, get a flat tire, whatever you want to call it, um, early. Yeah. And, you know, and, and kind of lost. I mean, he literally, I mean, you want, to, you want to say one guy maybe lost in the season, it could be that guy. Yeah. I mean, I you know, I, but I don't know him. I'm sure he's a real time, nice guy. But. At the same time, if your long snapper is the one costing you the season, then there are a lot of other things that cost you the season. If it comes down to a kick, uh-huh. then, you know, you're already on the line. No one thought the Cardinal season was gonna going into this year was gonna come down to a few field goals. And so. it was Mike Leach years before. Yeah, well, Mike right. Leach was the guy, and that's who they lost. And but it was a you know it was a something really wasn't talked about going into the season. No, I mean, it was, was mentioned. A, you know, yeah, it was a huge loss. No, they've had Mike Leach forever. Right, he's been on the team forever, and he. You ne- and you never heard about him, which is a good thing. Right, when you so, don't hear your long snapper, it's a good thing. Yeah. And uh, he's technically a, he was technically a tight end, and I only know that because I used to play Madden, and Madden didn't and for the, Madden didn't have a position for long snapper, and so they always had Mike Leach as a as your fourth tight end. Not yeah. a good tight end on Madden. <laughs> uh, well, you know, did they picked up that uh, this Aaron Brewer? He became their long snapper after that. Mm-hmm. Is that what happened? Yes, and, you know, he has seemed to, Catanzaro uh, has seemed to kick better as of late, but I think his, I think his uh, issues bled into when the Brewers there. So, I don't know. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm once again, not ashamed to say that I'm not a great at evaluating kicking talents, so, and all the little things that go into it, but I, obviously... So the 13th pick, then, if they don't go for a... Uh, long snapper. A punter. <laughs> long snapper. <laughs> but I have seen Ace Ventura Pentateca, so I know Lace is out, Dan. Yeah, that's right. Lace is out, and um, always check the cop, make yeah. sure the cop is really a woman. Yeah. But, um, 
I guess in today's day, they wouldn't be so shocked with that, right? Um, <laughs> so don't look at me like that. <laughs> so to bring it all back together. So so the thirteenth pick though. Re- usually you you say so it's the say, team's number one area of need. So right? I would say I would. But say, I mean I know the Cardinals do best available and then they figure it all out. Yeah. So I would say if best available is some is a cornerback or a guard, then yeah, go that way. But if if for some reason one of these there's I know there's a few top tier wide receivers coming out. If one of those guys falls into your lap, then. Take them. I say you take them. The Cardinals have the thing is the Cardinals have issues, right? But they have too many issues to just solve in the draft anyway, and they're playing in a down division right now. Forty ers awful, Rams awful, and Seattle, though they won the division, awful. They're they're, they're not awful, but they're not they're not great. They're not the Seahawks of the past decade who yeah. were consistent since Russell Martin got there and since Pete Carroll got there who were consistently just running people out of town. They are in a down cycle as well. Their offensive line has a lot of issues. Their defense is not beast mode. They don't. Yeah, their running game has a lot of issues. They're with Earl Thomas questionable now, potentially considering retirement. Their back end of their defense has some issues. So and they've got free agents of their own. So it's it's a good time to have issues if you're in the NFC West because no one's going to run away with the division and take over it for the next ten years. So what do you think about everybody? A lot of people, a lot of the chatter out there is always the highest profile position is quarterback. If you got a quarterback there at 13, do you take him too? I don't see Bruce Arians doing that. He's always said in the or, past that he was never going to waste the first... you think it'll first... be up to Arians? No, but I think he'll make enough noise. <laughs> that Kyle will... Yeah, and I think I think uh, taking quarterbacks in the first round is a crapshoot anyway. That being said, if, if someone... And I don't, think, I don't think there's any quarterback in this draft that is that much of a slam dunk player that if he falls to 13, you're going to be like, okay... I think this draft is going to be a lot like last year's draft where there's a lot of late first-round talent that's going to get drafted in the top ten because that's all there is. And some of them might work out, like Wentz in Philadelphia, who started off really great and had a pretty decent year. Dak Prescott obviously wasn't one of those top guys taken. He was taken later on. But you're going to have some work out. You're going to have guys like Jared Goff who look like they're not sure that they're still playing football. (laughs) They're thinking, I already have millions in the bank. Yeah. What am I doing? Yeah, it's it's like, better when I had sorority girls in college chasing me than yeah. these He does beasts. the four-step drop. Three steps <laughs> and then the fourth step when he's wondering if he left his stove on at home. <laughs> and then he gets hit. So I don't think there's anyone in this draft. I, think Kime, I don't think it's Kime's style either to reach, like you said, best available. I don't think they're going to reach on the guy. I think they'll probably wait till the second. I think they might draft one earlier than normal. They're not going to be another sixth-round, fifth-round quarterback project guy. I think if they see a quality guy in the second or third round, they might take a stab at him. But I don't see them using that 13. Just because 13 is such a weird spot for quarterbacks. It is. It's like if someone's really good, you're going to take them at the top. Right. And if someone's good but raw, you're going to take them at the bottom. And it's kind of like 13 is a weird spot. 13 is a great spot to take a guard, a wide receiver, a cornerback. Linebacker. Linebacker. I don't think they need a lot of help at linebacker. I think Kevin Minter's a guy I think they should hold on to. He's not going to light the world on fire. He's not going to make many Pro Bowls. But he's a good, solid guy who's been there for a while. He yeah. doesn't really let you down. He was a little bit of a question in his first couple of years, you know, living up. I think he was a second-round pick. But now he's, he's developed into a consistent player. And I think they learned from last year that some of those consistent players, you need to keep them around. Oh, yeah. Rashad Johnson. um, Gerard Powers. Guys that they were like, all right, these guys aren't the best. We can get better. And they got rid of them, and they might have got more talent, but they didn't get better. Right. Because those guys had been there for a while. People knew them. They had a lot of chemistry with the other players. So I think Minter is a guy you need to keep around. Not only that, but also because it's just not a position in need. You have other places that you need to fill. Linebacker, yeah, you could get better, but... Cornerback. Cornerback, you need to get better. <laughs> yeah, cornerback, you need I mean, need you to might be able to find a decent cornerback. I mean, I know, you know, it's some. It's very difficult to find somebody like Patrick Peterson and play out there year one. Yeah, you need, but you might be able to find a decent cornerback in the draft. That's, yeah. Or, at 13. Yeah, at 13. Or, like I said, or if one of those wide receivers falls to you, because right. Larry Fitzgerald has not said whether he's coming back. Right. J.J. Nelson... Showed a lot, but he is not a number one receiver. He's a smaller right. speed guy, so he's not going to be your number one. John Brown, 
another small speed guy who also has had his own issues. And then, like I said, Jerron Brown can step in and be a role player, but he's not a number one receiver. So no. you need a number one receiver. You potentially need a number one. That's why Michael Floyd was drafted initially, is because right. he was supposed to be that guy to step in when Fitzgerald uh, petered off. And lucky for us, Fitzgerald didn't really peter off yeah. as quickly as some might thought, have thought he would. But they need someone. So, I mean, I think they could surprise people and just go with a wide receiver. Yeah. But like you had said, it, Fitzgerald is great to have. I mean, obviously, I mean, you, you don't get those that those kinds of receptions, the fire, the way he runs routes still, um, yeah. very crisp. Um, so, you know, you can, you can, he still has some quickness left, so whatever speed he seems to have lost. But you're, what you've also alluded to, he's not that Michael Floyd physical specimen. No, he's not going to go, he's not going to. He's gonna, not the one-handed jump four feet well, in the air. And he, and he will make those one-handed catches, but they're more right. diving laterally as opposed to vertically. Right, or maybe um, a foot up in the air, not yeah, and, three well, feet. And he's just, he's not, he doesn't have the speed anymore to run past those, sure. to get to, into those positions. If you're on the 10-yard line. And he line, never was a burner. No, but he but he had decent speed. Right. And, you know, he's he's played for 13 years. He's going to lose a step, and it's not a knock on him. It's just no. age. Um I mean, look at Anquan Bolden out in yeah. Detroit. Also, never was thing. a burner, and is definitely not a burner now, but he blades the team in touchdowns, and whenever they need a first down, that's who they're looking to. And that's right. kind of the same philosophy the Cardinals have with Fitzgerald. And Fitzgerald's obviously more talented, put up better numbers, but that's the role he plays. And possibly well, better in the clubhouse. Yeah, but according to everyone in... Everybody loved Everyone Anquan. loves Anquan. Everyone in the Cardinals, they loved Anquan. Yeah. The only I think the only person who didn't love Anquan in Arizona was Ken Wisenhunt, and that's because I think Anquan Bolden was the only one to tell Ken Wisenhunt, "Hey, I don't think you know what you're doing." <laughs> and it turns out he was right, because and then he got himself shipped out to the Ravens and got himself a Super Bowl ring. So, yeah, I think he, I think who who gets the last laugh? Yeah, and now he, and then he got out, and now he's back, and now he's with another contender. You know, and so I don't Bruce think, Arians coming back. You mentioned Ken Wisenhunt, yeah. who can't seem to get. Yeah. He's, so Bruce Arians he's probably done yeah. as a head coach. Oh yeah. Yeah. See, Bruce Arians, I think, is definitely has the talent to be a head coach. I think he just needs to get out of his own way at sometimes. I think, like I mentioned earlier, with um, his inability to dink and dunk for a while, he sometimes he just needs to take what they're giving to him. He doesn't need to be so smart all the time. Sometimes right. you just need to take what they're giving you. I think he definitely needs to use. I think he showed a, an ability to use David Johnson this year, which was great because I think that was one of the issues that led to his ouster in, in uh, Pittsburgh. The offensive coordinator is he didn't want to run up enough running plays for uh, Le'Veon Bell, who is the running right. back David Johnson is most often compared to. But I think he obviously showed an ability to use him this year. He used him all over the place. So. Yeah, and you know, I mean, the decision um, you know that we talked about with Canada was a big choice. Um, you know, you have to put that somewhat on the head coach, I think, and some of the other decisions that were made. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, you know, not not making adjustments soon enough. Um, you know, whatever happened to say that, you know, because a lot of the talk in October was, hey, practice is going well, but it's not, it's not, it's not showing itself up out on the, on the game field. And so you wonder why some of those things happen. But at the same time, it seems like everybody's all in on him. And I have no real reason to think that he's not a good coach. I mean, and like we had talked about, seven and eight in no. Arizona is really not horrible. No. Well, especially when it could have been nine and seven. Nine, six, and one, very easily. Yeah, and I think yeah, a few small changes. I, I, yeah, I don't. I'm not saying blow it up by any means. I just think Arians, as long as he's been around the game forever, you know, right, knows way more about football than me. Right, maybe needs to continue learning from this season. Sure. And he's came out and said he's not going to fire a special teams coach. Like you said before, I don't <laughs> think I. I don't think that decision is going to be left up to him. I think they might have a so Steve Kahn and. Michael Bidwell and him might have a sit down and saying this guy's got to go because that their special teams were just that atrocious this year. Right. It wasn't hey one guy here one guy there a couple of players not executing it was the whole group was not executing like religiously. Right. And 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 you know I mean we, we one of the things we had talked about too was whether how much of it had to do with chemistry or what was going on that we didn't see. Sure. You know guys not playing for each other or. Not believing in what's going on, you, so you never know what what lies there. But um, you but, know, I, I I wouldn't think it was necessarily you know sometimes the head coach can't do anything about it. No, you know, like they don't have a magic wand that they can no, just wave. No, but I think that's either. what your position coaches are there for. And right. I think if a whole room is lost, those are the times. There are times when you fire a coach because as a scapegoat. Right. 
because there's nothing else you can do. Start over. But when a whole room is lost, and it's a room that has talent, you know, like we mentioned before, Kenton's there has been good before. Um, Bethel has gone to Pro Bowls before in coverage. Then, yeah, it might be time to find a new voice in that room to have in that room to speak to these guys because they're obviously not responding. Yeah. Is that and on them a little bit? Sure. But that's not going to change the fact. You can't, you're not going to, you can't get rid of 15 players, especially special teamers. Those are your cost-effective guys. So. Yeah, and and, and how it how it plays out, um, you know, and I, I, again, I, I don't have any inside information what's going on, but it does seem like the some of the pattern in the Cardinals lately has been guys on the special teams they're just wanting to get off special teams and play regularly. Mm-hmm. And instead of saying, hey, I'm making it as a special teamer in the NFL. Hell, I'm playing in the NFL. It doesn't matter if I'm special teams or not. Yeah. Now I'm going to give my all to special teams. And it seemed like you had a lot of position players mentally. I mean, because everybody obviously has a position. They're all on a depth chart. They have to practice somewhere else because they're, they're also fodder for the war. Um, you know, they might have to step up and play cornerback, mm-hmm. linebacker. Um, you know, in different spots, uh, running back, tight end. You know, when you're playing t- uh, special teams, those are your, mm-hmm. you know typically your positions. Um, too many people, it seems like we're looking somewhere else. You know, and looking at their 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 regular downs position more than special teams. Um, and uh, and just the decision with the long snapper. I mean, like we talked about, what that did to the unit. Um, you know, who knows what it did just to make the choice because it wasn't supposedly solely Leach's choice, you know, and I, you know, that was also kind of out there. It's always seemed like it was kind of in the air that they just kind of just didn't call him, um, you know, and, and so you never know what happens. But, you know, that said, um, special teams play changes, the record changes next year. So yeah, we'll segue into some of our, you know. Uh, predictions. Well, what we, we, we talked about what we got right in the beginning of this podcast. That's what we're going to talk about, okay. what we got right. But we're not going to mention the fact that we all picked the Cardinals <laughs> to be a major Super Bowl contender. Exactly. Um, and maybe it's special teams. I mean, because, you know, the way they played, I mean, yeah, they played the I don't Rams think special teams yeah. would have made them. It could have gotten into the playoffs. It would have gotten into the playoffs. I don't think it would have made them into that team we thought they were going to be. There were bigger issues. Drop balls, you know. Offensive, offensive line. line um, accuracy from Carson Palmer. There are bigger issues that needed to be addressed, but special teams didn't help. It was a perfect storm of errors to keep them out of the playoffs. Yeah. Because I think this team struggling still could have made the playoffs. They're that good. This, but this but they didn't team, make. But they just fell apart. They didn't make. They it. didn't just struggle. They for three quarters of the season they fell apart. So. But you had some predictions. Yeah. That so were, I, I mean, I mean, I'll I'll uh, you know tout your 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 triumph here. Well, it's like it's a Patriots triumph. Patriots and Raiders. With, it's a triumph with a caveat. <laughs> I said I was behind the Patriots. I said I don't think John said it's they had the age of Trump. Wayne just taking the credit. No, some uh, some outlets are reporting that John said the Patriots were going to have a down year. These are fake news. I, yeah, I didn't say that. These are fake uh, news okay, organizations. These are fake news organizations. They're spreading lies. <laughs> They're spreading lies about me. John's getting his information from the best sources, the greatest sources, the, the, the most knowledgeable sources. I have a secret to tell about uh, the Patriots. <laughs> Who do you I'll, sound like? You don't sound I'll like tell Donald. you about it on Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> you don't sound like Donald Trump, but you sound like That's Sunday. the best I got. <laughs> no, it's it's it, it, it was it was huge fake news that when they spread that John. I think it's more uh, uh, of the guy that's uh, very good. Uh, you know, uh, Jack Benny. No. <laughs> so anyway, I picked the Raiders as my sleep uh, my sleeper pick for the AFC, which would have been. That a was a pick. great pick. It would have been a good pick. And I was I was on your back with that one. If Derek Carr didn't get yeah, snapped like look, a popsicle. Um, he's no David Johnson. <laughs> no, his knees do not bounce back, apparently. Um, and then my my uh, run-of-the-mill pick was the Patriots. So, And I'm, I think I'm going to stick with that one. I think Patriots are probably going to win the Super Bowl. I don't know. The Patriots. Uh... Yeah, well, it's on record now. <laughs> I don't know. They Again. They kind of... Okay, they're going to win it all, but... <laughs> and then in the NFC side, John, I did. credit where credit's due, yeah. was big on the Packers. Big on the Packers. And, you know, we gave him quite a ribbing for that yeah, early on. You but... did. Halfway through, you gave me shit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, Jeez, you, you can you say that. Me... <laughs> the FCC has no, no uh, it's the age of Trump. purview here. It's the age of Trump, yeah. but if you it's can true. grab him by the you-know-whatty. 
<laughs> you could say shit. Yeah. But yeah, the Packers seriously have some momentum. Yeah. You know, I mean, you don't. What is it? Six or seven wins, something six, like that. Seven, seven yeah. I want to say. Or if they, if think if, if they, uh, yeah, I think it's seven. And so they have a home playoff game mm-hmm. against the Giants, right? At home. I believe so. I think so. Let's, yeah, let's uh, let's matter. check the tape. It doesn't Alex. matter. It's, it's true as long as you believe it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is the age of Trump. Um, I think we can claim whatever we feel like. I don't remember who Ryan's picks were. I remember he we got in an argument about Alex Smith. I think Ryan picked really foolishly. How great he, no. thought, he thought Alex Smith was. And to his uh, credit, i got to say, you know, Casey made the playoffs, right? Yeah, I think they did. Um, I'm trying to find where I had that up. I had it up. Uh, um, so let's... But yeah, Ryan, I think, did well, you know, with the whole Alex Smith thing. And I thought you were the big guy on Alex no, Smith. No, I hated him. <laughs> and Ryan touted his uh, his many virtues. Well, I mean... But I will say this. I will say, like, my biggest thing wasn't that he's a terrible quarterback. It was just that he's not the guy winning you games. Alex Smith had 3,500 yards, and he had 15 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. He's not blowing anyone away. If, if there's a team that needs a quarterback to... Take him to the next level. That's not going to do yeah, it. Yeah. So the Chiefs are twelve and four. Yeah. Right. They win. Um, very. So, and they had a very solid defense, and they had a quarterback who wasn't going to lose the I mean, game. First for round bye. Yeah, and they have a quarterback who's not going to lose the game for them. You know, Raiders are also twelve and four. Why can't they do it? Because they have they they because they, <laughs> they don't don't have the rubber band. They do not have a quarterback. So just sarcastic. That actually brings it up though. That Alex Smith is a quarterback who will not lose a game for you. The Raiders Except in the playoffs. The Raiders are currently. Only have quarterbacks who will lose games for you. So, yeah, I think their their backups are just so bad. They're not like the Cardinals who have a capable backup who can step in and possibly win you a few games. Okay, so this but they're this more is, on Ryan Lindley level. Oh, now that's just that's low. That is low blow, Ryan Lindley level. It's like saying I'm the Ryan Lindley of journalists. All apologies to Ryan Lindley. Uh, <laughs> he seems like a nice guy. He does. He. I guess. Um, all apologies to Connor Cook, but I don't know who he is. But, this, <laughs> but back to all you know, utter seriousness here. With, uh, uh, Raiders, because they're the fifth seed, right? Oh, I guess it's the highest winning seed, but they are only 12-4 and four because they came in second in the NFC West, right? If so if the Texans win... Which I also don't think is going to happen. Then they still have because to... their all-world quarterback Tom Savage is now injured, and they're forced to go with their lowly eighty million dollar backup Brock Osweiler. Uh, once again, ASU pride. Well, um, you know, hey, um, you know, Brock didn't get a chance last year in the playoffs, so you know he's he's going to have to he's going to have to do something this year. Um, you know, he's six. It's eight, pretty that the pri- It's pretty fitting that the pride of ASU is. Uh, Going to be covered in red and probably stinging a lot of people. Ouch. <laughs> this is coming from an ASU Ouch. graduate. Uh, yeah, so we got uh, Oakland at Houston, right? That is what we end up having. So, I mean, I think Detroit that's just going to be a real toilet bowl of quarterbacks there. So that could go either way. I think Oakland could potentially get out of the first round only because they're facing Houston. Hmm. I mean, and that Giants at Green Bay, that's got to be the best game. Cause, we, cause, don't you think? Yeah, because smart money says Green Bay's going to wipe the floor with them, but the Giants' defense is so good, and Eli, something happens to Eli in the playoffs. It's like they switch spots. Peyton always sucked in the playoffs, and Eli <laughs> always right. turns it back on. Yeah, and, and, and They freaky Friday it in the playoffs. That's what happens. And you got these warm-weather team, if you start Miami, saying, playing at Pittsburgh. I think that's going to hurt them, and I think Pittsburgh's just a better team. So, well, yeah, and so it's going to play out. I mean, that's why the Giants and Green Bay. If you because the Giants are, you know, they can play in the cold weather. They already have. If you look at if you if Eli starts looking like he can't move his neck, oh. then you know. No, he doesn't have the. No, that's what I'm saying. Neck. No, then you're saying that he. Uh, that's how you know uh, he switched spots with Peyton. Peyton came. Oh, back. oh, oh, Peyton came back. Yeah. Well, you know, if Peyton... he starts having to turn his whole torso to talk to people. <laughs> Also, if, if he just starts <laughs> randomly shilling for every company in sight in the middle of the field, then you know Peyton's yeah, on there. I'm just going to have a Budweiser after the podcast, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just um, going to sit down and have a cold Bud. Well, I'm more of an MGD man myself, you know, champagne and beers. 
You know Bud is the official sponsor of this podcast, Wayne. Well. <laughs> Give me one moment while I finish this hot, <laughs> toasty slice of Papa John's pizza. Mm, very good. Yeah. I think I might have some KFC. I'm looking forward to getting in my uh, Buick and turning on my heated seats on my way home. Riding on Michelin's? Yeah, yeah. X Pro, XP Pro? Or... Sure, why not? <laughs> okay, now we're done, we're done with the plugs. Uh, uh, you know, let's you know completely try to make asses of ourselves. Um, I'm loving it. <laughs> let's do. <laughs> no, besides supporting McDonald's, the other way we can do that is try to do our Super Bowl picks and okay. then our Super Bowl winner. All right, so I'm gonna go Patriots. V. Oh, NFC is different. V. You're gonna do V versus. Um, <laughs> Patriots V. No, I like V. I think we can, you know, the sports yak likes so the V. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to diverge, Arr. much like Robert Frost, I'm going to diverge onto two separate paths here. Oh, nice. All right, so my tip, my, 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 my um, run-of-the-mill pick is it's going to be Patriots-Packers. Patriots going to win. Mm-hmm. And Your crazy pick? My hair-at-my-ass pick is going to be <laughs> too much eggnog Patriots v. Giants, <laughs> and Eli is going to win the game with a last-minute drive that will include a no-name wide receiver catching a ball on his helmet. In the middle of the field, and the Super Bowl will also take place in Arizona. That's my. Wow, those are some specific. Yeah, those are some big picks. Where's the Super Bowl supposed to be this year? I don't even know. Uh, Super Bowl. Probably Florida. You know, it could be in Florida. It definitely can be. Uh, let's see. Uh, no, no, NRG Stadium in mean? Houston, Texas. Oh man, carcinogenic coast! Everyone, shout out. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it just. It, it's unfortunate then that Brock Osweiler got drafted by the Texans. Um, but Or not drafted, but signed by the Texans um, for their, what, $80 million, I think you already said. Okay, my uh, my picks are the same as yours. If I'm going and I'm going to try to do... In Arizona? Including in Arizona? No. But if I'm going to do the generic, you know, what you know what should happen, run-of-the-mill kind of thing, I would say the same thing. Packers, Patriots. But I'd say that the Packers are going to pull it out. I, okay. I, I think they finally are just going to... You know, do something like you know, Belichick's not going to be able to actually have the hoodie on in Houston. Uh, so Antonio Cromartie doesn't play for the Packers, right? I don't think so. No. Okay, but, I was going to say because then that wouldn't bode well for them pulling it out. But um, <laughs> continue. My crazy fix. <laughs> we just lost all of our fixed well, sponsors. Well, <laughs> we did. But we picked up a new one. That, Tro- Trojan that, condoms, the <laughs> brand name. The only um, name in condoms. Ramsey's. Wait, is that Trojan? <laughs> um, I would say Pittsburgh and the Giants. You know, we're going to go back, you know, if, the, if, we're, if we're going a little crazy. Fun fact. Can I, can I interject here? Sure. 211, okay. 515. Um, Rooney Mara, the mm-hmm. actress. Exactly. Zoe Mara, actresses, famous mm-hmm. for uh, various films and television shows. And being. House of Cards. One one set of their grandparents. They're the links. Yes, the missing the, the link. Their 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 grandparents are the Roonies and the Maras, so that would be a uh, yeah Rooney Mara Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, should be illegal. Talk about being brought up in the lap of luxury. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and then she got pushed on the train tracks by Kevin Spacey. So, spoiler it was, alert! It was just a movie. Spoiler alert! It's a television <laughs> show, Netflix show. But no, besides the Mara Rooney thing. It's the um, only thing about that Super Bowl that would be interesting to me. Um, really? <laughs> Not even Eli. Are there or any colleges in Eli Houston? Eli slash Univer- Peyton. University of Houston. Yeah, they're in Houston. All right. Well, to see if uh, Ben Roethlisberger gets arrested before the game. That would... Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, he's not going to get arrested before the game. Anytime I mean, you let... it is Houston. They do something special for football. Every time players. you let him loose in a college town, it's. A... They can use HOV lanes there at any time. If you're if you play football. And you live in Texas, you can use the HOV lanes whether you have people in the car. Yeah. I've made that up. It's more <laughs> fake news. Okay. No. Hey, but those are my picks. Houston so has the there. widest, best HOV lanes in the country. So if I picked four teams, okay, and there's a total of how many teams in the playoffs? Eight? Sure, why not? No, there's more than that. There's eight from each or six to twelve? Twelve. Twelve. So so twelve. I picked I do this for a living. But I picked, you know, four teams. Mm-hmm. So it says, you know, allows me to have a greater chance of at least having one pick 
You know, it's kind yeah, of like, you know, again, they, in the I age of three. Trump, I've learned my lessons. I picked three. I made a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, you should have just went with a different one just so you had a You're wiser one. than me in your old age. <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but interesting year. I think we have some interesting stuff moving forward with the Cardinals. I, I You know, I think it'll be interesting this offseason. A little bit better of a drive, uh, you know, going into next year. I'm going to just, I'm going to hang out in, in a lot of Scott, swanky Scottsdale bars. For the next uh, couple months, and then yeah. I'll be able to tell you. Well, what's defi- different? What's and, no, and then I'll be able to tell you definitively in if our preseason podcast <laughs> if they're going to have a good year or not. How many of them I saw? It. Yeah, that's you know at least they're not taking pictures like Matt Liner. It's, it's true. Or that no one cares to publish. Or them. falling asleep at the wheel like Michael Floyd. Um, yeah, that can't be a detriment to your football. Which leads into our next sponsor, Uber, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> or Lyft. Yeah, what's wrong with you? Or Lyft. How much money did Michael Floyd make last year and he couldn't get a ride home? Let's get on that. No. Um, but while we get on it and we'll have that information for you. I think you, it was like $7 million. $7 million. I think you can afford an Uber. I think you could do. You could have had a full-time Uber driver. Uh, your first ride's free up to $20. I'm pretty sure. There's your free advertisement, Uber. Uh, Uber is not a... Held Uber. to any of these <laughs> obligations that I'm throwing its way. That's just that was true when I used it. Uber and really unofficial sponsor of the Modern Times podcast. Extensively yeah. unofficial. Well, I think we've sufficiently rambled our way to. Uh, the so end. we're gonna get into baseball. Uh, yeah. Do you want to do? Get in, you well, want to continue? Well, we can do a pre pre spring training baseball yeah. podcast. Yeah. So you know, I figure you know, come February, we'll have uh, you know, D-backs do their. Uh, you can't say that on here. Oh, you said D-backs. <laughs> okay. Sorry. That we were still talking about Brock Osweiler and Roethlisberger. I don't even really know exactly what you thought I said, but it is it play is increasingly hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> play around with it at home. Speaking of, our next sponsor. <laughs> Do it with your eight-year-old. See if they pick up any. If I knew a brand of bad words, but um, maybe we'll try to do something around that right before the Diamondbacks uh, fan fest. Sure. Did I? Yeah. Okay. D bags fan fest. D bags fan fest. <laughs> now I think I know what you said, and we can, or thought I said. Um, but I think that would be a good time to kind of you know catch up because they might have a new catcher or some other things. That's, That's true, and we can also have a special Chicago Cubs edition where I talk about all the things I'd like to do to Cubs fans. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I think we should do that because I don't think there's enough Cub bashing going mm-hmm. on. I think you know Cubs is really, you know, and we could even talk Bears at that point if just I just. Right. It's like a contest between Cubs fans and Red Sox fans when they first won right. again for a long time. Who's the Dodgers? Most insufferable fans. Well, I think we have a lot to talk it. about coming into baseball season. I think a lot of, you know, pent up hostility, and that's always a good thing. Well, that's that. This was another edition of the Sports Yak. Please tune in next time when we talk about all those topics, including spring training baseball, uh, how to take your local Cubs fan down a notch, and. Uh, Maybe the Chicago Bears. Maybe. Thank you. Have a good one, everybody. Welcome to 2017. Yak and yak. You probably shouldn't come back.